Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Warner. This podcast is all about taking a few moments for yourself and reconnecting to the amazing woman behind the title of mom. You have so many plates spinning at any given time between your kids, your partner, your job, maintaining your household, etc., etc. But where does taking time just for you play into that? Let's spend some time together, you and me, right now. We're going to connect, tune in, and tap in to what makes us the incredible woman that we are. We'll nurture ourselves so that we can pour into those who can count on us. We'll also hear from other moms to learn about the ways in which they've tapped into alignment in their own motherhood journeys. Let's roll. We're having a mom moment. Hello, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I am your host, Shannon Warner, and I am so honored that you chose to tune in today. This week's episode features Tina Aquila Postadato, a Vancouver, British Columbia based luxury boudoir photographer. And I know all the episodes I say are so good. This one is also amazing. It's just so juicy. So let's get right into it. Hi, Tina. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored to be a part of your community. I'm excited for this. It's going to be so fun. Um, I love to have my guests start by sharing a little bit about their motherhood journey. So would you mind starting us off by sharing a bit about yours? Sure. Okay. So, um, wow. Where do I even start? I think I'll start off by saying, I didn't even know that I wanted to have children, you know, um, Mm -hmm even into my thirties. And then I met my now husband and, um, I was like, you know what? I didn't know if I wanted to have children, but I know I want to have his children, you know? And so (laughs) it it just kind of happened like that. And at 35, we, I welcomed my first child, my daughter, who's now nine years old. Mm -hmm. And then at 37, I welcome my son who is now seven years old and it's been a magical journey. Um, not without its challenges, of course. course, and, but watching them grow has been the most beautiful experience and also the most healing experience I find because, um, just at as they grow and I see these parts of them that remind me of me when I was a child of their age. And now I can see what I was going through as an adult, you know, inside of that has been really healing actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel so blessed that I've been able to, to experience that for sure. I love that. And I don't know about you, but I find I've got a six-year-old and a nine, 20, she's now 20 months, 20 month old. And the six-year-old says stuff to me all the time that I'm like, holy crap, you're so wise. Like how, how did you know to say that right now? You know, it was just so profound. It's, isn't it so cool? Yeah. And look at this little human that I made with their profound thoughts and their ideas and the stuff that they're creating. You know, I just, I dropped off my nine-year-old today at volleyball early in the morning. And this is really the first um, interest that she's shown in any sort of, I will say like traditional sport, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's a school thing. And so she, we have to wake up, you know, really early to get, cause the, the practices are before school and then the school 
school buses them back to school. And I dropped her off and I saw her running in, you know, with the net and saying hi to the friends and like putting all her stuff down on the gym floor. And I felt this pride, you know, that I was like, wow, yeah. look at her. And I, I've never been into volleyball. We've never watched any sort of volleyball. Like there's no volleyball in the family that, she, you yeah. know, so this is something that she just wanted to do on her own. And yeah, I'm just like, look at you, you know, with your own little interests and going for the things that you want. And I yes. just thought it was so cool. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, and that's awesome that you make it an option for her, that it's available for her to explore. I, I feel so grateful that the school offers these sorts of things because, um, yeah, it, again, this would not have been something that I would have thought, hey, do you want to try volleyball, you know? And like dance and that kind of stuff was things that I kind of grew up in. So those are like my things. Mm -hmm. So I've introduced her to those things, but at the school, they're showing her a whole new world of options. So yeah, I, I've, allo I've allowed it because the opportunity was there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But you still, you still co-sign by offering to get up early, do the early thing to get her to school and everything else. Girl, that's a thing. Like we, it's funny because okay so how are we going to manage this because she has to be there by 7 15 which means we're up at six I'm up early anyway because I and we'll probably talk about this later but I really carve out some me time before the kids actually wake up in the morning because I just feel I need that and I feel yeah moms, I feel everybody needs me time but with moms I feel like we have to be so intentional to carve that out because you can't just do that at any time of day. Do you know right. what I mean? Oh, yes. So, yeah. So that's like my morning time. So I'm up early anyway, but to get her up early, get her ready, drop her off and then come back home and then get my son ready. So yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. Like I was like, in, when she first said that, I was like, are you, do you really want to do that? <laughs> really want to do And you know, I mean, that's what I was thinking, but I was like, oh, okay, so we're going to wake up early and we're like, you know, I'm, I'm really laying it out for her. So this is what we're going to do. And, and just, I'm just waiting for her to be like, oh, I didn't think about that, but no, she was like, yep, yep, yep. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's what we're doing then. I guess we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, I love that you immediately went to how healing some of it has been because it, it's amazing. There's such like, I don't want to put this on everybody, but contrasting moments of like, wow, this is really hard. And some of this can be really triggering, but also, holy crap. Thank you for this. You didn't even realize what you just gave me. Oh, 100%. And, you know, my daughter is, you know, between the two kids, you know, and you hate to compare your children and I, I I'm not, but I find that my daughter is the one that triggers me the most. Mm. And I believe that that's where the healing happens. It's not in the initial trigger, but it's in the realizing that that yeah. trigger means what, where did that come from? Why am I being like this? And I realize that when I'm being triggered, I actually see me as the little girl and my mom being the grown up, being triggered. So it's that process living through that, but being the adult and understanding um, that now, you know, kind of what my mom might've been going through, you know, and yeah. being able to offer that compassion to my mom mm. and then think about the way my mom grew up, you know, yeah. and I mean, I, my mom had it tough growing up, you know, and I didn't really, I just had her experience of her childhood brought into her as a mother. So, but I didn't yeah. actually experience what she experienced. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing, but you know, as a mom, I get triggered by my daughter. I see me as my daughter and me as my mom and realize that 
what my mom was going through because of her childhood. And that's where the healing really happens. Mm. That's so beautiful. It's so the opposite of, I think what you kind of hear is I had a terrible childhood and this is how I'm healing my inner child as a mother. I've not heard this side of. I've been blessed in the way that I had a great childhood, you know, I, you know, and then we, we talk about things like trauma or I, I shouldn't say we. I speak about things of trauma because I did have my traumatic experiences, but they're not the the heavy experiences that other people have experienced, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I almost was, I almost was afraid to use that word trauma. I was like, no, I don't have any trauma. Like I had, you know, I was very blessed. I had like a good childhood. I had two parents who loved me. I had grandparents that lived right across the street. Like we were very multi-generational in everything that we did. Um, and so when I started to think about the things that kind of happened that affected me in my childhood and realized that it did create trauma for me, it was, I almost felt guilty saying that this is my trauma because it's not the big, heavy trauma that a lot of people have experienced. I felt that, that I wasn't worthy to say that, you know, but now I realize that trauma is different for everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What gave me the permission was, you know, there are big T and little T traumas hearing that going, but, but it's all trauma. You know, you don't have to sit here and be like, well, they went through something really terrible, you know? Wow. Yeah. Big T and little T, you know what? I haven't actually heard of that before, but yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm little T. I had little T trauma. And the funny thing is that actually they used to call me little T in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> There was another Tina that was older than me. And so she was like big T and I was little T. So yeah, little T trauma for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that sounds like a performer name now. Like I'm little, I'm a little T. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. DJ little T for sure. Absolutely. We're <laughs> the fun trauma. If you have to choose right? one. Oh my gosh. Mm. Okay. So can we talk about what you do now? Because it's fire and I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Thanks for asking. I love what I do so much. I'm so passionate about it. So I'm a professional boudoir photographer here in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Uh, I, you know, I feel like the way I describe a boudoir session is a luxurious celebration of your femininity. And it is so fun to welcome women into my studio. Um, I have a two floor studio here in Vancouver, which I you know, finally committed to just in January, actually. Mm. So I've been here for nine months. Prior to this, I was in a shared space. But being in this studio has just allowed me to really dig in and really refine every aspect of the experience. And so it's all about the woman who walks through the door. And it is a full day of self-care. And in this beautiful full day of self-care, we um, create these custom works of art featuring them as the muse. And it's so much fun. The women who come in, you know, we create these like lasting bonds, you know, and I feel so honored and privileged that I'm trusted with this work. And, um, it really is my dream job that I, I didn't found find until later in life until after I had my children. And I feel like prior to that, I was, you know, I worked, I, I actually loved my job before I was in sales for my family company and completely loved that. But 
this, I feel like I'm so in purpose and I mm. feel like I'm filling, um, a piece of the puzzle that needs to be filled, you know, with each yeah. individual person. And yeah, I love what I do. I can't imagine a better feeling of waking up every day and feeling like you're in, in your purpose, in your work and you get paid for it. Like, does it get any better? I'm still in disbelief that this is what I get to do on a daily. However, I am reminded like, yes, this is real life because <laughs> like that there's also things that I don't like to do, you know, like the, like the marketing stuff and the, you know, the bookkeeping and all that kind of thing. So, but yeah. the work, like the work itself is so beautiful and yes, absolutely in purpose. And yeah, I pinch myself that this is what I get to do every day. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about how you made this transition? You said you were 40, right? This is a great question. Um, I, and it's funny because when you asked me that, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that was exactly when I was 40, you know, in 2019. So photography has always been a big part of my life. I've always used it as a bit of a creative outlet for me. And I am a creative and I am an artist and, but you know, you know, and I, I also painted and I, you know, did all sorts of things and I danced and just that creative outlet is something that I've always needed. And photography was part of that. So once I was pregnant with my daughter, I really wanted to start using my camera again and just get back into that. So I kind of started playing with that again. And then when she was born, I, you know, I was really with the camera. And so I started like a little side hustle and it just, because I was going to these mommy play groups and I had friends that, you know, um, that I met through there with kids, it just so happened that I fell into family photography, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that was really fun. And I loved it at the time. I really did. But when I started to really think, okay, like I, I'm going to turn this into a business, you know, um, I started to notice that because I wasn't just photographing friends and family, I was photographing families that I really hadn't met before that were maybe recommended to me. And what I noticed is that the mom was never like, ha, you know, was never at ease with the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it really wasn't a very pleasant experience for her because she had to wrangle the kids, figure out what everyone was going to wear, you know, and then like, even just in the posing, it's like, stop doing that. Or, you know, look at the camera. It was always like, mom, right. Eyes on the kids. What are they doing? What aren't they doing? You know, and I would have like pets as well. So in the dog oh and, gosh. and mom was always so frazzled and you know, you know what it's like, because you have like, yeah. you know, you have like a little, little, yeah. so it's like getting that already or not that getting the, your, your <laughs> children, I mean, like organizing all that with the clothing and getting them all ready. Yeah. And then it's like, well, now you have to get ready. You know, yeah. so I feel like mom was always like, well, if the kids look good, I'm happy. But it was never really that hard open. Oh my gosh, I love this. And I think that's what I was really looking for. I was look and I didn't know it at the time, but I was looking for connection with the woman. Mm. And so I'm going to take this back a little bit. Once I had my kids, okay, so when I was pregnant with my daughter, at that time, three of my best girlfriends moved away. Hmm. And so, you know, I kind of lost my tribe a bit, you know, and I didn't, I, I did realize I did feel lonely with my, you know, my, my oldest when she was first born, because my yeah. husband 
an amazing dad, but he's a chef. So he was okay. gone, you know, for the whole evening and most parts of the day. And at that time he was working six days a week. I have my family, like my mom and dad who are amazing, but my, you know, it was so long ago since they had kids. So, you know, although they were like, yes. oh, we can help, we can help. They didn't really know what to do with the newborn. You know, it was kind of like, oh, the baby's crying, Tina, Tina, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with the baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, so it was a very like crazy time. Um, but so I felt like is I, of course, I was so overjoyed that I had this beautiful child, but I also felt lonely. I missed mm -hmm. that like having my besties around, you know? Yeah. And so I realized that through the photography business, what I was looking for more than just the work was the connection and the connection to women. And I discovered that that's what I really was looking for in my work when I shot my first boudoir client. Mm -hmm. So, um, Okay. So now taking it back to where we were. <laughs> so I was doing family photography and, you know, that was good, right? I, I did like it, but I didn't know that this was something I was going to do forever. Um, so I ended up shooting a family. It was like a family reunion. And so I did their photos and the person who had hired me, um, she had a dental practice and she says, will you do my, you know, some corporate, like um, come in and do some headshots. I was like, absolutely. I'll come in. So I went in and did those. And then one of the hygienists said to me, Hey, I really want to do some sexy photos for my boyfriend for Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, okay, like boudoir. And she says, yeah, boudoir. That's what I want to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? You know, I was game. And so I rented a studio. And this woman was so confident that day when she asked, right? She was like, you could just tell she was like that A type, real confident, like shoulders back, chin high. Like she just, when you look at her, you're like her, like she's got that, you know? <clears throat> so she comes in for her session and she is a completely different person. Oh. Like it's almost like she's tiptoeing through the door, right? Suddenly that confidence was not there. And, you know, she realized that she's in this really vulnerable situation. And, you know, we all have so many hangups about our bodies and how, you know, how good or not good they look and what we don't like about ourselves. And like, if I ask, you know, you and, you know, what do you love about yourself and what you don't love about yourself? You could probably like, you know, hammer out the things that you don't love about yourself pretty quickly. And the things that you right. love about yourself, there's this hang up. Even if there is something that you love about yourself, you'll hesitate because you don't want to be judged by mm. whoever you're telling you, right? You know yeah. what I mean? There's all that stuff. And we're always playing around with this, with this, you know, talk in our heads. So anyway, she comes in and she's a completely different person, which I didn't expect because mm -hmm. this is my the first boudoir session I had ever shot. Anyway, so she comes in and slowly, you know, we start talking and she starts to open up. And so she puts on her first outfit and we start to shoot and she was a little bit unsure of herself. And I was suggesting some poses. Um, and I mean, now I've refined my process a million times over. So I show you exactly, you know, what to do and yeah. get your best angles. But at the time it was kind of like a, you know, a touch and go situation. So I'd suggest some poses and we were shooting. And then once, you know, we were at it for about 15, 20 minutes, I showed her the back of the camera. She saw how amazing she was looking. And then she was like, oh, okay, so I'm good, you know, yeah. and that's exactly what she said. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're more than good, you know, and yeah. 
at that moment, it was like the light switch went on, the confidence came back, and then she was just rocking the shoot. Like she was rocking it, like hands up in the air, hair, you know, um, yeah. hair, you know, f- flipping and like all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was so cool to watch that transformation. And also because I have struggled my whole life with my own body image issues. And this woman came in and like, clearly she worked out. She had a banging body. You can tell she'd spend a lot of time at the gym and really uh, looked after that part of herself. So to see her come in and feel vulnerable and, you know, a little bit like unworthy, like she came in and told me all mm. the things that she doesn't like about herself. And I'm looking at her like, girl, really? Like, you know, look at these abs, you know, this is what I'm thinking. And it just made me realize that, you know, maybe we're all doing that. You know, like maybe yeah. we're all doing that. And I'm looking at her and, you know, maybe I do that too. Anyway, so fast forward a couple of weeks, I'd edit all her photos, I'd ordered her photos, and then I was giving them to her. And again, process is different now, but I was giving her photos to her and she opened the box and she was looking through the photos and she started crying. Oh. It was like this sigh of relief that she was beautiful or that oh. she was able see the beautiful that was her, you know? Um, and it was at that very moment, like that moment that I was like, this is exactly what I want to do, you know? And so this is how I got into the boudoir space. So the family stuff and like the other things and the headshots, it just kind of naturally fell away as I started Mm -hmm. to focus more on, um, bringing boudoir to me is what I say, right? Like I just started, kind of putting my energy out there and, and, and this is kind of how it went. And, you know, that was in 2019. And of course, 2020 with COVID, um, I ended up taking in that time, like some really big courses on boudoir photography specifically. So I really learned that aspect and the posing women and, you know, all that kind of thing. I feel like the connection, I mean, I, you know, much like you Shannon right like you're just so you're easy to talk to and um you just allow like you have that open heart so people can be themselves in front of you and I feel like I realize that I naturally have that as well and I didn't know that you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like that part was always there but it was more the technical part of the industry and so I really focused on that in 2020 with COVID and then, um, and then I had like a giveaway, which now is an annual thing. So I'm just wrapping my giveaway up yes. today. Um, but I had a giveaway and I chose back then I chose two giveaway winners and each of them had the very same um, kind of relief when they saw their photos and one of them had tears and one was like, this like just covering her mouth that she couldn't and at that time I was doing reveals over zoom and she couldn't believe that that was her she's since like become my brand ambassador and like she's just so amazing and yeah so it just kind of kept going from there and now as of and so then I started working out of several different shared spaces and as of January 1st of this year so 2023 I moved into my own studio and here I am I love it. I get goosebumps every time you talk about the reveal and the women just seeing themselves. It's like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like we all need this. Like, it's not even for your man. Like, it's for you. That's so So, powerful. Absolutely. You know, the boudoir session and the whole process and seeing yourself in these photos, it, 
it really is about you. You know, I do have women that reach out to me and I would say like 50% where they're like looking for a gift for their partner, you know, like they want to do something special for their partner. But I feel like the gift for the partner is like a cool secondary (laughs) effect of the boudoir session because yeah, I mean, the experience, I mean, you leave with so much confidence and now I do my photo reveals the same day. So the day itself is just like, it just keeps building and building and building until bang, the photo reveal. And I love watching my clients watching their slideshow of photos. It fills my cup so much. I can't even tell you, like, I just love photo shoot days for that. And in those moments, like, it doesn't matter that I hate bookkeeping and that, you know, social media stuff is like, you know, and I do like social media, but the amount of time spent on social media and just all of that, it is so worth it in that one moment. Um, It's really, really special. I love that so much. So what do you do? I, I, I know it's part of being present and being with you that brings us out in them, but what maybe are some tips you have for women or do you give any tips, you know, on the day of the shoot when they're, you can tell they're self-conscious and you're trying to get them to open up before they see, you know, the, the work with their own eyes. Yeah. And so that's a really great question. Um, so there's a couple things there. I feel like the women who come see me a lot of times are either on a healing journey you know, and they know that this is just like part of the healing journey. This is a step in just seeing themselves through the eyes of maybe their partner or, you know, understanding that they do take care of themselves, you know, and so, you know, maybe what their, their brain is telling them is not really so, or, you know, they've been through like some major traumatic thing and, you know, like I've seen, you know, quite a few widows lately in the studio, oh. right? Where they just need to, I know, I know. And just like my oh. widow clients, it's just like, oh, I just want to just reach out and hug their hearts so much. Um, but now they're ready to like, you know, get back to themselves and who they yeah. are. And that whole part of like that intimacy is like, you know, they had that with somebody that then passed on. So wow. it's really difficult for them, but a lot of times women will come to me and they're already in this healing journey. So they are kind of, you know, ready to accept. They're really ready to indulge in the entire experience, knowing what's kind of coming for them or waiting for them on the other side, you know? So, and in that really, there's not much work that I need to do. And you know, other than just provide the space for women to feel comfortable and just be open and be themselves. Cause there's absolutely no judgment here, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know, your past doesn't define you. There's nothing that you should or shouldn't have done. You know, you are all the parts of you are accepted here, you know? Um, and so that's one, or women will come in, And because they want to do this session for maybe a partner or for whatever reason, and then they see themselves and that starts them on a healing journey where they're like, oh, you know, just like this client, my first client where they see themselves and they're like, oh, actually I'm, I'm fine. Like, you know, the the cellulite, the mummy tummy, the like dimples, the pimples, the, all that stuff. It's like, you know, when you look at it as part of 
the entire mm. canvas, the entire piece of art, it's, it's different. It's like, we look in the mirror and we like zero in, like, you know, I've had cellulite my entire life, even when I went to the gym, like seven days a week and drank tons of water. And, um, you know, but I swear I'd look in the mirror and that is all I could see my cellulite, my cellulite, my cellulite. Um, but the big picture, right. Is so beautiful. And so, that bit when women are there and then they see themselves as this masterpiece in this work of art, then the healing starts from there, you know? So what yes. do I do? I, I don't know if there's any magic that I really do other than provide the space. Um, you know, it, it's so what I used to do is I, prior to refining my processes, women would leave and then I would like edit the photos and then we'd get back together and I would show them the photos, right? I stopped doing that because what would happen was women would come in for their photo reveal and then they'd be like, oh my gosh, what'd you do with the photos? That isn't me. Oh. And they thought that there was some kind of like, I did some kind of like massive Photoshop or something just crazy to make them look completely different. It was all, and so there was that thing of like, okay, well, this is a beautiful photo, but is that fully me mm, in that photo? Yeah. You know? Now there is no doubt. Like, you know, we I just, that. I downloaded the photos from the camera and this is you straight out of the camera. Oh my There's gosh. No magic. And so women will say, oh, it's such a beautiful photo. And I'm like, no, you are beautiful in that photo. Oh. That's, you know, the difference. So, oh my gosh. Uh, thank you for letting me speak about this because I, I swear, it. like, this is just the most, for me, it's always the juiciest conversation. Sometimes like we went out for dinner with friends last night and someone asked me, so how's work? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and we just get into this and, you know, especially with the women, right? Like, so then the questions and then the answers, and then we just kind of go and go and go into it. And it's usually, you know, the husbands that are just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just totally. sitting, just listening, you know, and it's like, do you talk about something, you know, because it's just such a beautiful, like way to connect with other women. So yeah, it's funny. And so I appreciate um, the question because uh you know, maybe not everybody wants to hear this all the time. I just think though, I want to back up to what you said though, about how we are always so zoomed in on little aspects of ourselves. And when you look at the whole picture, like it's so true and it's sounds so simple, but you know, in the morning you're looking at your face while you're putting your makeup on or whatever. You're like, Oh, that pimple is new or, Oh, there's some extra eyebrow hair, you know, or whatever the thing is. And they're like, yeah, and then that's all you matter. can see. Yeah. Right. And then that's yeah. all you can see. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, I think there's a huge, um, you know, this is something that I say a lot is it's not the reflection in the mirror. That's the problem. It's your perception of your reflection. You know, it's the way you view, right? You, you know? need to coin that. What Girl, the heck? I, I put that on my little meme. Don't you worry. Yes. <laughs> I got that on my Instagram, you know, um, but no, it's so true because that's what we do. And it's not the reflection. It's the way we're looking at ourselves, you yeah. know? Um, and I don't, you know, if people who are in, you know, loving relationships and their partners, like, you know, that's something that my husband would always say to me. He's like, no, you look great, you know, but someone else will tell me I look great. And I'm like, thanks. But when he tells me I look yeah. great, you know, I'm kind of like, no, uh, you know, this yeah. and that, you know, whatever. And so I think, you know, it would be so beneficial for us to zoom out, mm. zoom out and look at the whole photo. And this is something really beautiful about boudoir is because you can zoom out and see the whole picture 
And then when you look in the mirror again, it's a bit different, right? Like it's it's just different. Um, You know, you can appreciate the curves. You can appreciate, you know, the thing that makes the entire, the entire woman. And not just that, but one thing that I really strive to do within my photography is, again, provide the space where women can feel comfortable to be themselves. So it's not just photographing the body. It's about the expressions and being able able to catch the emotive part of the woman for me is what I really strive for, right? Because for me, it's very easy. It's actually so easy for me to show a woman how to pose. She copies the pose, right? And then And then I take the shot and absolutely, she looks flawless, beautiful goddess, like all of it, right? Yeah. But the emotive part, like the part inside, that's what I really aim to capture. And so, you know, with my, with my widows, right, where there's like that little bit of sadness, like they're enjoying themselves, but there is that a bit of heaviness and sadness there and just capturing that little bit of glimmer in their, you know, that little bit in their eyes. Um, or, you know, when, when any woman just kind of comes out laughing because I'm being like a bit of a dork because I am, and I'm kind of clumsy and, you know, like I'm going to drop something during the session for sure, whether it be, you know, my camera, I mean, I've never dropped my camera, but you know, sometimes (laughs) I drop my lens here or that there, I'm like oiling you up. And then I drop the lotion. I'm like, okay, let me just clean that up there's going to be something that's going to make you laugh (laughs) within the session. And so to capture those like really authentic laughs that are like from the belly or, you know, where I say something, we're like, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. And some women will kind of be a little shy, right? Where they can't even like really look at the camera at that moment. They kind of just look away and getting that. And so those tiny little nuances you know, are really like, for me, they're so juicy. And then showing the women their photos, and then them seeing that on the screen is like, I love that. I just love, love. And so and, you know, depending on where women are in their healing process, like some women have a difficult time with the photos where they're looking right at the camera you know, because it's like, it's almost too intimate for them to be able to see themselves like that. But, you know, we'll take like a hundred different images. And so maybe the first couple where they're looking at the right, right in the camera are going to be hard to look at. But as we go, you know, inevitably, they're going to become more comfortable with that. And now we've started this relationship with self, you know, so yeah, it's really cool. I love this so much. And you are lit up. I know we are like thousands of miles apart, but I can like, I can just feel it. I can feel it. I wish everyone could see you because you are so lit up. I can't imagine how amazing it is to be in your space and experience this. It oh just my God. sounds Shannon, so incredible. If you're ever on the West coast, I yes. would love to have you here. So here's the thing. I do offer travel sessions. So, you know, through the beautiful world of social media, you know, I have connected with so many women from all over. Um, And, you know, I have a lot of friends from the US and I have a lot of friends from all, you know, all over Canada. And um, I do offer travel sessions. So you can come in for the weekend. I put you up at my favorite hotel and resort in downtown Vancouver. We get car service the morning of your session. You come in, we have the beautiful experience. You hop back in your car service and off you go back to the hotel and then you can have your weekend 
Um, so I do offer that and I just want to reach as many women as possible. Yes. So, yeah. Also Vancouver sounds pretty amazing too. So like it should be on your list anyway, right? Yeah. Vancouver is such a and a beautiful city. I I was born and born and raised here. So I feel really fortunate that I feel like I know, you know, every corner of the city. And I now live downtown Vancouver and Yaletown, which I've lived for, you know, over 20 years, actually. And I live right along the seawall. And so that morning time that I try to get, you know, that keep to myself is usually includes like a morning walk along the water. And it's such a beautiful city. Absolutely. We have a lot of nature and yeah, great restaurants. I can just imagine husband, we need to go to Vancouver all of a sudden. Oh yeah, for like, sure. Like, soon. We need to go like soon. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Like, sure. I mean, sure. But why? Um, since this is a mom related podcast, how many of your clientele are moms and have had babies and are maybe, you know, getting reacquainted with their body after their body was not their own for a while? You know, I would say the majority of my clients are moms, the majority. Um, And I think, you know, through the journey of womanhood, if motherhood is part of that, we have to learn how to love ourselves again Mm -hmm. or for the first time for the sake of these little humans that we're raising, right? Because we it's important that they see by example that that should be the normal, you know? So I feel like we're in such, I feel like this is a really beautiful time to be alive because we have that knowledge and that insight and that consciousness where we're like, yeah, what I do is really going to affect this little person. And if I just do the same things that I saw when I was little then we're never, you know, they're going to end up with the same issues that I'm having or whatever it be. So um, I do see a lot of moms and I do feel that that journey to getting to know yourself again and loving yourself, whether it be again or for the first time is so, so important. Absolutely. And then reconnecting to like that real, I mean, there's nothing more feminine than motherhood, of course, but, you know, in the day to day, you know, especially with young children, yeah. You can really get lost in all of that. And if this, you know, you know, first of all, keeping babies alive when they're yeah. newborns, right? And then all of the other stuff, the emotional, you know, things and the nurturing and the snacks and the, you know, all that. Yeah. Kind of so um I feel like just getting reacquainted and getting back in touch with that feminine part of you that wants to receive rather than always give, you know, and that wants to indulge themselves in whatever magic, you know, is there in that moment and outside of that moment, you know, um, I, you know, I do believe that absolutely every single woman should, um, should experience boudoir photography, you know, whether it be with me or someone else, absolutely. You must go get yourself a photo shoot with someone who knows what they're doing, you know, that, study and find the right person for you. But I think moms more than anyone need this experience, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, from my own experience, I was a teenager in the early two thousands when everyone, all they were doing in the magazines was talking about how fat everybody was, you know? And it's like, like when Jessica Simpson put on 10 pounds and everyone lost their minds, you know, and we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, And just taking all of that in as a teen, I had, I think I had body issues forever. And I was always relatively thin. 
And now I've had two children and had a lot of stuff happen in our lives in the last few years. And, you know, the weight has found, has found some of the areas it likes to settle in. And I'm just trying really hard to be really kind to myself. Cause I'm like, I've been through a lot. This body has gotten me through a lot. This body has brought me two beautiful girls. Like if not now, then when, you know, like if we're not going to start being kind to ourselves now, it's never going to happen. You know, that's so true. And I too, so I'm a bit older than you. I would have had like my teen years in the nineties and it was absolutely that, right? It was before the Jessica Simpson. I was in my twenties with the Jessica Simpson thing. And, but before that, it was like the supermodels, right? And like yeah. the Kate Moss and, um, you know, really wafy thin or very tall, lean and leggy. Um, and I am short, curvy and you know not leggy at all. Uh, but the unrealistic standards and how, you know, the society was idealizing, you know, that. And then again, through the the 2000s, like the early 2000s, they were brutal, like yeah. brutal for women, you know, and, you know, whether, yeah, Jessica Simpson gained 10 pounds, like, let's just calm down. Yeah, right. You know? And yeah. I remember, um, I don't know if you remember when her sister Ashley Simpson and it was something like you know she got a nose job or something yeah you know ran to interview Jessica and it's like what do you think of this and she was like you know what with all the things going on in the world you know is this really what we're going to focus on is like a nose job like just how ridiculous right yeah um but yeah you know the media has been absolutely brutal to women with the body shaming and then too skinny, you know? And then all of a sudden, I remember when JLo hit the scenes in the 2000s and I was like, okay, booties, right? Because I'm, you know, more of a curvier girl. And I'm like, okay, so now this is cool. This is in. And all of a sudden I had an in body. Like, Mm. BS is that like, you yes. know, our bodies are not trends. And so, you know, we try to shrink ourselves when the trend is skinny. We try to, you know, change our bodies to be more curvy, you know, and then if it's lean, then now we're killing ourselves at the gym. Like, what are we chasing? You know, what we want at the end of the day is we want to feel loved and accepted. Right. And so, you know, I think that's why us as women, because of what we've seen and what we've been exposed to, we think that that has everything to do with what we look like, you know, everything what we look like, and then I will be worthy and then I will be loved and then I will be accepted, you know, but the thing is, is that that's always going to change. Trends are always changing. So we have to learn to, you know, love ourselves now. And then, you know, the other stuff, it really doesn't matter. You know, I, and I'm sure you have seen this, right? You see, you know, maybe someone who's plus size, who's rocking like a G-string bikini at the beach, you know, Mm -hmm. I've witnessed that before. And it's just like, she looks so good. Yeah. She looks so good and her body looks great, but it's not just that it's the confidence where she's just like, you know what? F all that. And she's just in her skin. I think that's what is so beautiful is when a woman can actually just be in her skin, whether it's with, you know, tummy rolls or whether it is with cellulite, like cellulite is not a foreign concept, right? Like 90 something percent of us have it. It's not like, it's like, 
what is that? You know, like, it just, it just spit out your water. Sorry. No, and, <laughs> I did know, almost spit out my water. <laughs> like, yeah, this, you know, it, it's all normal. Right. And I mean, yeah. if you look at the Renaissance paintings, the women with their tummies and their, you know, rolls and all of that, like, I love that. It's such beautiful artwork. Like, can we just love and accept ourselves the way we are and yeah. if that we're having a hard time with that then it's not something on the outside that's going to suddenly make us love ourselves it's the inner stuff it's the inner work it's the inner child stuff you know that kind of thing really needs to be worked on in my opinion you know yeah. and so once you see yourself in a boudoir photos and you you know you're like yes undeniably I am beautiful I am amazing I'm a goddess I'm all those things so where is this feeling unworthiness coming from well now I should start working on myself not at the gym but my yeah. inner self you know and yeah. so yeah Mm, I think because I've been on this journey recently, uh, the worth piece, if you can realize that it's within you and you are inherently worthy and it's not, it's not your body. It's not what your house looks like. It's not your income. It's not your job, your title, whatever. Like, Oh, that's when the magic starts to happen. Yeah. I mean, you can just show up, right. You can just show up as yourself and it's all okay. And, you know, yeah. we've heard this before that you'll just like repel the people that are not for you and you will attract the people that are, are, are for you. And isn't that what we want anyway? Yes. If you want to be surrounded by people who love and accept us, then the only way we can really do that is by being ourselves. Yeah. It, it's really the only way, because yeah. if we're not ourselves, then we're attracting people that, you know, maybe accept us, but not for who we actually are. You know, the boudoir bit, what I love about it is that when you are having those days inevitably after your boudoir shoot where you're not feeling great because, you know, you've been eating up all the kids snacks or, you know, you're getting your period or you're bloated or whatever, and you're feeling kind of blah. All you have to do is go to your photos, right? And like you, you flip the pages of your album or you scroll them on your phone. And it's just that reminder that, I'm whole exactly the way I am. I'm beautiful exactly the way I am. And it's such a beautiful tool to be reminded of who you really are, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like it had to come out of the album. I'm like, I'm going to be posting these everywhere. <laughs> Shield so, your eyes, guess it's not for you. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that I had my own boudoir photo shoot done um, last summer in Toronto. And so, you know, and I created the album and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll give this to my husband, you know, like in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because his birthday is coming. But I, I of course want to have the experience for myself, right? Like I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to just live exactly what had the way that my clients and how they feel and like the shopping and all of that. And I wanted to indulge in every little aspect. And I found someone who who has um, a system that's, you know, pretty much like mine, right? Because there's many different photographers out there that do things many different ways. But I really researched and I found my person in Toronto and my husband's family's from Toronto and we were going to Toronto oh, and perfect. I'm like, yes, let's do this, right? So we did the photo shoot and I, you know, bought almost all the photos and then I got my album and I gave it to my husband and he loved it. And then I took it back. <laughs> Right. Because it just ended up on his side of the bed. And I was just like, hey, well, I'm gonna take this back and brought it to my studio because I was like the studio sample, you know, it's good for a studio sample. And oh my gosh, I'm just gonna show you. I know that your people can't see you, but uh, right? ma'am. Hello. 
right? Isn't it amazing? And so this is the cover and I didn't have like a hardcover studio sample and I wanted to be able to show that. So I put that there and I was like, well, no one's probably going to even think that this is me, right? You know, because I'm like, I mean, this is not what I look like every day. Ma'am, I know you guys can't see it, but it's stunning. She is me, you know, know. and this is the thing, right? Is like, I had one of my clients say to me, like when she received her album and she was like, Tina, I feel like I'm flipping the pages of a Playboy magazine. Yes. And then it was her, you know? Um. So anyways, I have this sample in the studio and the first couple of times when they were like, oh my gosh, your, your photos are amazing. I'm like, oh, did you know that was me? You know? And at first I was like, ooh, like, you know, <laughs> am I being too out there in the way that, um, do I think that I'm just so hot that here I am going to display my photos for everyone, but you see what we do right yeah. in our minds. And this is me. I'm a boudoir photographer. I do this for women every day. And I tell them like, you are gorgeous display. Like, you know, there's no shame, like all this stuff, but me who preaches all this stuff have those same feelings of like unworthiness. And who do I yeah. think I am putting my photos out to see? Mm. And that alone has been so beautifully healing and transformative for me. And I do feel that that's something that every woman gets from this experience because, you know, and I think we've all done this where we go to the hairdresser and like, you know, we get our hair colored or whatever it is that we get done the cut and a fresh blowout and tell me, you don't look in the mirror and you're like, Oh my God, I look so good. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you almost only feel safe saying that to your hairdresser because she did the work and there you are. And you're, I mean, not when you have the cape, cause when you have the cape, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but after, after right. all of that, you know, and you're like, oh my God, I look so good. And that feeling is amazing. Right. And so that's like how the boudoir bit is right yeah. with the photos and you get to, and so, and allowing people to see that, you know, and being like, this is me. And so now, and, and now I'm like, I've become I've become desensitized that feeling of like, you know, I don't want people to think that I think I'm too beautiful or whatever. And I'm like, I know that's me, aren't they? Right. I know I'm so hot. Wait till you see your photos, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, it's so it's really, it's energizing is what it is. You know, it's like energizing it's um, liberating. There is this freedom in just like accepting your, you know, your sexual self. Mm -hmm. I belong to this group of boudoir photographers um, online and it's like a global group of boudoir photographers. And someone had said, um, how many of you have had your own boudoir photo shoot and uh, share your photos below? everybody was like, look at my photos. Look at me. Look at me. It's like, I feel like I love that. I have somewhere to display my photos. Yes. Like it just, it feels so good. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Everyone should do that. And you're going to be a little bit shy to like show yeah. your photos. You might be very protective of your album, but at, like, if you allow a few people to see it, you might be surprised how more open you become to that. And I do have clients come in and, you know, if you've, if you see my, you've seen my Instagram, I show a lot of women like checking out their, you know, their makeup for the first time, or, you know, I do some behind the scenes stuff. A lot of my clients, you know, want and expect. And of course I absolutely provide 100% privacy. So no one would ever know that they came in for a boudoir photo shoot and they keep their photos to themselves, you know, but um, inevitably they will always send one or two or several friends, right? So I feel like even though we don't want to show the world this, I think we want to share the experience and we want the people that we know, the women that we know to also have the experience because we know how empowering and beautiful it is. 
This is so fun. My cheeks hurt. I have not done this, but I'm just like, this sounds, I feel like you're just like raising the whole vibration and like just roping in all this like divine feminine energy and just the way it's going to reverberate. If we could all tap into this, how freaking magical. Oh, it is magical. And so I want to tell you just like one more story because, you know, what I do, like at taking the photos, you know, it, it, there's, it's not a sexual experience, right? Like at all. However, when women take their photos away and see themselves, right? In this, like with this sexiness and the juiciness of just like being in touch with their divine feminine, it has the potential to give you such a major boost to your libido, mm-hmm. you know? And I, yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. I feel like us moms, right? Like, can't we use more of that? I mean, we know what it's like, right? To be always clinged on or, you know, pulled on and relied upon. And, you know, we're so responsible. And there's like so much of ourselves that we give that at the end of the day, a lot of times, and especially if you're like me, it's like, there's just no more. Like, you know, there's that is not a sexy feeling. Right. You know, feeling is like, I want to take a shower and put on my sweats and literally cross yes. to bed and read a book or whatever. Um, and so I had this one client and she's a mom and she texted me and she's like, is it weird that my photos are turning me on? And I was like, girl, no, that's not weird. Because if you think about being in that, like, to me, what's sexy about sex is me. Like if mm. I'm feeling it, you know, then it's going to be good. Yeah. If I'm not feeling it, then no, right. like I don't want it. It's not going to feel good. So that whole thing about like getting in touch with the feminine, your feminine is also about being open to receiving, right? Oh, and when yeah. you're feeling yourself and you see yourself looking good and like that feeling of knowing that you are beautiful and that you are sexy, that is a major libido boost in my wow. opinion. So like, yeah. if you are getting these photos for your partner, like, cool, they're going to benefit from the beauty of the photos. But what they're going to benefit more of is you feeling yourself, your sexuality, that is where that benefit is going to yeah. come for them. Because all of a sudden, you know, like you're on the pedestal, you are that sexual goddess that is going to like, you know, yeah, have a great sex session that night and for probably many nights to come. So I don't know if that was too much information, but I not like at all, we, not at all. We need to mention that because yeah, as moms, like, you know, there's so many roles. And then especially if you have a partner in this motherhood hood journey, it's like, how do you serve your partner as well? Right. And that whole right. give the giving and receiving aspect of it. So um, yeah, I've absolutely seen that the boudoir can absolutely benefit in the bedroom as well, right? And it's just about connecting to your to your feminine magic. Yeah, I feel like if any man is like hearing this in the background, they're like getting the credit card out, like, okay, here, here you go. Go do the thing, honey, go do the thing. Yeah, but you know, I like you said earlier about like, you know, your husband gives you a compliment or whatever. I feel like, and I can't speak for everyone's partners, but I know mine, like, he already sees that in me and I don't see it in myself. So when he, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 But like, if we both tap into that, 
like, okay, all right. It's on. Yeah, for sure. So I recently, I recently had, um, a husband contact me to have, um, to gift his wife a photo shoot. Right. And so it is a luxury experience. It's a full day luxury experience. There isn't the investment bit that goes mm-hmm. along, which I personally feel like the investment bit is almost, um, just as important as the actual photos, because once you commit to something yes. right on that level, then it's like, okay, I am going all in. Like I am committing to this. I'm going to get fully involved and I'm going to make the most out of it. Right. Yes. It's yes. Just like if you're going to go to the spa just to get like a nail polish change, or if you're going to go and spend the full day at the spa to get all the hot stone facial manicured, right? Like it's just different. Like you're going to yes. carve out that time. You're going to make sure you, you turn off your phone. Cause it's a whole thing. Right. So the investment bit, I think is a big thing. So anyways, um, I had someone's husband, one of my clients' husband before she became my client, call me and say, this is what I want to do. And, and, and um, they had had a baby a year and a half before, and she just hadn't really regained, although she spends all her time at the gym and, um, you know, she feels like she's not the same physically. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, thinks that she's absolutely beautiful and stunning. And he's like, motherhood has made her even more beautiful and Aww. even more, you know, um, stunning in my eyes. And, but she just can't see that she's constantly comparing herself back to, you know, what she did the look before, like, right? The before, right? And he had actually talked to one of my past clients and she was like, you have to go see, T- she has to go see Tina. You have to get her session. This is going to be the best thing for her. So he called me and then, you know, I told him what the price was and he was like, oh, okay, well, I didn't expect photos to cost that much. The thing is, it's not the photos, like the right. photos, yes, right? Like that's part of it, but it's the the connection and the seeing yourself and, you know, and I know that men have their own stuff that they're kind of dealing with, but for us women, that is so important is being able to see ourselves the way that our partner sees us, if that's yeah. the situation that we're in, right? So he wanted her to see herself the way he sees her. Yeah. So anyways, he was like, okay, you know what? I didn't know it was going to cost this much, but let's do it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I promise you, I promise you it will be worth it. And he's yeah. like, okay, I'm going for it. So she came in and she said, she was like, you know, he's always telling me I'm beautiful. He's always, and I just like, I just can't see it. So we did the photo shoot and then he came in for the reveal. And I actually, they allowed me to record it and I posted online and they were so cute. She was like giddy. And he was like oh. hugging her and she's like, oh. you know, it's like, it was the most beautiful thing for that partnership, for them to experience that together. And since then, she's that she was thinking about starting this business and she started it, right? Like yes. On top of, and because now it's like, she just feels, it's like, okay, well, if I was thinking that I wasn't worthy, like, or I wasn't beautiful, but I actually am, then maybe this feeling of being unworthy to start my own business or to put myself on social media, maybe that's also all in my head. Oh my because gosh. the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, we think it's just this little bit, but it's not. I mean, we, it's a holistic thing. Like we are, yes. you know, it's, there's never just one part of us. It's all of us. Yes. Um, so it was a really beautiful experience. And so, yeah, like the men, if there's any men listening to this, like get, <laughs> get your woman a boudoir photo shoot with a professional boudoir photographer, because it is absolutely transformative. It can really heal the relationship, you know, oh my gosh. after my boudoir shoot in Toronto, like, cause I had like hair, like I went all for it. Yeah. I got hair extensions put in. I had, yes. lashes, I had like body jewelry. When I left, like I did not take my extensions out. I like did not take off my body jewelry. I had this sexy lingerie. And then I just put like my, you know, my hoodie and my sweats on over yeah. top. And then I was like, oh my, when I went, I actually slept with my hair extensions in because I was just like, 
and they were the clip in because I just like, I wanted to live in that moment for longer and just, yeah. and then of course I ripped them out halfway through the night. Cause I'm like, oh, I have a headache. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's the coolest feeling to just be in your power. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's an investment too in your freaking transformation. Like it's not, like you said, it's not just the photos. It's not just the experience. It, like you said about your client went out and started her business. Like, come on, you are investing in your freaking future here. This whole thing just blows my mind. I love it so much. And, you know, like for me, you know, with the motherhood thing, right. And when I decided that, okay, I actually wanted to like focus on this boudoir and I really want to go all in. And I really, so I waited until my son started um, preschool half days. And then I would spend every single, like five mornings a week, really focused on building the business. Like, what did I need? What kind of marketing, what kind of, you know, all kinds of stuff, what kind of products and everything. Um, <clears throat> but where and, and you know that was really that was transforming my life yeah. and who I was because I was applying myself to do these things but what has transformed me more than anything are those coaching programs that I've invested in yeah. you know or any time that I've made an investment in myself whether it be for me directly through like you know self-development or meditation or right. whatever kind of coaching program or I've invested in my business whether it being like bringing someone from the outside helping me figure things out or whatever that's when I move forward at like lightning speed do you know what I yeah. mean like this yeah. is I feel like investing in yourself is so important yeah and making that investment, it's almost like affirming I am worth spending yes. this money on, or I'm worth spending this time on, or I'm worth um, taking the time and the steps to learn this thing, you know, and the confidence that comes from that, you know, because yes. we'll invest in all kinds of things, right? Like we'll invest yeah. in whatever it is that, you know, to do with our, especially our children, yes. like yeah. if it's within our means, we're going to do the thing for our kids, whether it's the school or the lessons or whatever it is, but we can't forget about ourselves. Right. You know, cause right. the better we are, the better we are for them. For yes. The and, and for the collective, yes. right. For like the collective of like everybody and everything around us. Um, so, and whether it be with a boudoir shoot or something else, like find the thing that, you know, you really want to do and invest in that because that is so transformative. Yeah. You're telling the universe, I go first and you're not taking the, the $97 option. You're going to sign up for the thing that scares you a little bit. You're telling the universe, I go first and the universe is going to go, okay, yes, you do. Let's go. Absolutely. It's, it's always you goes, go first, right? The confidence comes after the courage. Like you have to do the brave thing in order to receive the big benefit, you know, like you just, you have to go for it. Absolutely. And I, I know as moms, like it's really hard. And had you had this conversation with me when my kids were like two and four, I would have been like one day, one day, one day, yeah. one, you know, like I know this is to be true, but one day, but you know, there has to be that point where you're just like, it's that one moment of courage where you just go for the thing, you know, and then you're going to be scared thinking about anticipating and all that kind of stuff, but you can't back down when it gets scary. You have to just keep pushing through because after that, on the other side of that, that's the transformation, yeah. you know, like that is the transformation for sure. Yeah. It's super inspiring listening to you and how this has evolved. And I'm just sure you're going to have 
so much success. Before we go to the questions, I ask everybody, where can everybody find you? Because I know they're going to be all up in your social media after this. Oh, thank you so much for asking. So you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on TikTok as at Tina Shoots Boudoir. That's B O U D O I R. <laughs> That's going to never spell that. <laughs> I know. And most people, most people can't. So at Tina Shoots Boudoir. Um, and then my website is www.tinashootsboudoir.com. And yeah, I would love it if you'd give me a follow and please say hello. If you found me through Shannon's podcast, um, please say hello because I feel like Shannon, I just, everything about your vibe, I am drawn to, you know, like I find you so inspiring. And so any of your people, I like, they're going to be my people. So I would I'm, love, love, love to meet your followers. I'm so honored. I received that. And I'm just, I mean, to hear it coming from you, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to fangirl a little bit. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. We'll put all your links in the show notes for sure. So everyone can check you out. Um, I like to ask everyone just a few questions um, before we wrap first, what didn't you expect motherhood to change or shake up in you? I did not expect motherhood to be lonely. Mm. That was a huge eye-opening thing for me. I remember with my three-month-old new baby girl, right? First-time mom. And I was like, my heart ached. I was yeah. lonely. And I'm like, I'm never alone. I have this beautiful baby. And of course, like she was so lovely and amazing. And But I was lonely, you know? And I was like, everyone talks about it takes a tribe or it takes a village. Like, where's my village? You know, like where, where are the people? Where, where's my people? So that was one thing I did not expect it to be lonely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's fair. And I'm glad you said that because nobody talks about it. You know, it's so true. I wish that I had a little bit of that. Like I probably would have researched a little bit more. Like I didn't even know that Facebook groups existed before I became a mom, yeah. you know, like I would have probably looked into that a bit more. I would have looked at what kinds of services are there, what kinds of like just community type yeah. things are there for me where I could like bond with other moms that are experiencing the same things. And I didn't really get any of that until like my kid, my, my youngest started preschool. And then I'm like, Oh, here's some moms. Here's and the moms. Yeah. Right. And we would go to the library and like do these different, but I didn't really, you know, bond with anybody another mom until my kids started preschool and started to see the same moms every day. And then it wasn't lonely at all. And then I made the most beautiful friendships, but those first three years for me, you know, they they were a bit rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I know it can be hard to put out the stuff that's not so beautiful, you know, especially when the contrast of I have this baby and I'm in love with her, but there's also this eh part to it. So. Yeah, that's right. It's a piece like, there, you know, it's just like anything like we, we gain this beautiful, beautiful role of being mother, but also we lose a little bit of something yeah. as well. And it's just if we can kind of cushion that a little bit, I think it would be really helpful to know going into motherhood for sure. Yeah, I feel like this has been packed with advice. But if you had to give one piece of advice to another mother at any stage in their journey, what would it be? I would say that no matter what, no matter how busy, no matter what's going in your life, and no matter how you can't find the time, you must find the time, even if it's five minutes or 15 minutes to carve out that's just for you, where you can reconnect to who you are. And if you don't know who you are, that's okay. Just do something alone. That's something that maybe you enjoy that brings you peace, whether it be going for a walk, 
or just grabbing yourself a coffee and sitting on your stoop or whatever it be for five or 15 minutes, you must carve out that time that's just for you. Um, because without that, um, you just, you can't be your best for everybody else. You really need to take that time, find the time, no matter how hard or impossible it seems. Yeah, I agree. 10,000%. And you touched on it a little bit. Um, what do you do to reconnect to yourself? What does your morning look like? So my morning routine and not every morning, right? Cause there's sometimes where I'm just like up late with other stuff and I just don't. Um, but, uh, for the most part, I'd say at least five mornings a week, I wake up before everyone else in the house and my husband's sleeping. Right. So there is like an adult. I don't, I don't leave the kids alone, but, um, the, everyone's sleeping and I just sneak out and I go for my, I go to my favorite coffee shop cause they're open at five 30. I grab my coffee and I go for a walk along the water and I take about half an hour to 40 minutes for myself. And it is so beautiful. I get so much insight from that. And I swear I come home and if the kids are awake or if they're not awake, when I see their faces, I'm just like, good morning. Aww. You know, I'm such a different person when I have that time to myself. I love that. That sounds amazing. I wish I could do that. That sounds so perfect. You have I don't to. have coffee you near me to. open at 530 in the morning. No. <laughs> you, but you can do something else, right? Yeah. Like you can do yeah. some yoga. So when my, Oh, when I definitely I, do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so when I had my kids, like when I, when they were really little, right. When I had like a two-year-old and a newborn, um, what I would do is I would, so after that, like kind of uh, morning feed where it was like, I think, yeah, he'd usually wake up around five 30 or so. So I'd give him the morning feed and the, and then the, what I really wanted to do was go back to bed. But instead I spent half an hour and did some yoga. And yeah. then this way, when my daughter woke up, it was like, good morning, you know? Yeah. So in whatever way we have to make it happen. Yeah. 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 So important that morning routine, front loading your day sets the rest of your day up for such success, more patience, more ease. Yeah. Agreed. For sure. Yeah. Tina, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. So juicy on so many levels. And I am sure listeners are coming away with so much. And I just, I appreciate you honoring us with, with your wisdom and your insight. Shannon, thank you so much for having me on. This was the most beautiful way to spend an hour this morning. And I look forward to spending more time with you. Yes, please. Anyway, yeah. And I'm just like, subscribe to your podcast. I just absolutely want and need more Shannon in my life. So thank you for creating this beautiful community for us moms. You know, we need it. Thank you, Tina. I'm just, my cup is full. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Tina, thank you so much for being here. All right, friends, did we love Tina or did we love Tina, right? I cannot tell you, I was floored and a wee bit intimidated when she raised her hand to be a guest because I was not sure that I could hold this space for such big, amazing energy. And um, I just had so much fun talking to her. It was such an honor. This week's key takeaways are, one, it's not the reflection in the mirror that's a problem. It's your perception of your reflection. Zoom out. The big picture is so beautiful. You are a masterpiece, a work of art. My cheeks just hurt after reading that. Isn't that so beautiful? I'm just smiling so big. Two, we have to learn how to love ourselves again, or for the first time, for the sake of the little humans we're raising. It's important we lead by example that self-love should be the norm. Three, it's so important to get back in touch with the feminine part of you that wants to receive rather than always give. 
the part of you that wants to indulge themselves in whatever magic is there in that moment and outside of that moment. We owe it to ourselves. Four, our bodies are not trends. We try to shrink ourselves when the trend is skinny. We try to change our bodies to be more curvy and back and forth with the trends. What are we actually chasing? At the end of the day, what we want is to feel loved and accepted. And with what we've been exposed to as women, we think it has everything to do with what we look like. Trends will always change. We have to learn to love ourselves now. Five, show up as yourself and it's all okay. You'll repel the people who aren't for you and attract the people who are for you. To be around people who love and accept us, we have to show up as who we really are. Six, you are whole exactly the way you are. You are beautiful exactly the way you are. Seven, the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. If you don't believe in yourself in just one area of your life, you can carry that over into other areas of your life. It's never just one part of us, it's all of us. And eight, investing in yourself is so important. It affirms, I am worth spending this time or money on. When you take the leap and have the courage to invest in yourself, you're telling the universe, I go first. The universe will show up and support you. Don't forget my friends. Tina offers a full service experience if you're traveling to Vancouver. So let's dust those passports off. (laughs) I'll see you there. Until next time, please come hang out with me on socials. You can follow me on Instagram at having a mom moment or on Facebook also at having a mom moment. If you love what you're hearing on the podcast, I'd be so honored if you would follow and leave a rating. If there's something you'd like to hear about on a future episode, shoot me a message on either social media platform or email me at havingamommoment at gmail.com. In case no one has told you today, you are beautiful. You are amazing. You are loved. And I'm so proud of the incredible person you are. Have a great day. Thank you.